0: See things that startle you. I hope you feel things you never felt before. I hope you meet people with a different point of view. I hope you live a life you're proud of. If you find that you're not, I hope you have the strength to start new life Hello everyone, this is Art Stimmel. We're gonna be reading again from the most banned book. Continuing the reading, now we're gonna be picking up on page number 34. Is religion science, art, freedom, or the interest of the state? Is it not the character of religion that it gives all its goods only as gifts? Is it not shroud and forbid self-actualization rather do not art science and the state exists by the deed and as the deed of humanity itself yes in all those great areas of human life we act with a universal essence but this is our essence it is our essence once we recognize it as such towards which we can in no way have in a religious manner it is our essence that can only exist by our free activity when we enter a certain stage of being this religion is a misfortune and a self-division of humanity to such a degree that That, in fact, misunderstandings can be made by its very name. Even if no other background or difference is given. Leave the name to the Romans. But you, you, we are accused. Don't you create mischief and discord through your destructive critique? Edelman answers. Quote. It is an old and thousandfold rejected claim of pastors that tongues of truth only create trouble for a state and so are not to be tolerated. I, however, hesitate to say how I consider this accusation because I do not want to embitter those poor people even more against me. Rather, I merely request as proof for their claim that they show me from ancient and recent history only one single, note well, true and impartial witness of truth, who encouraged secular authorities to persecute deceivers in the same way as it is done against the witnesses of truth. That's from Confession of Faith, page 302. Continuing to quote from Edelman, As one can easily see, I am not talking here about sectarians or so-called religious reformers who merely abolish one gross abuse or the other while retaining the old superstitions, or who create a new party on the basis of the old one. Because of them, I freely admit, that according to experience, they can create enough trouble and disruption in the states, and r- really did, by themselves, let them be called as they wish. I do not consider those people true witnesses of truth. Not as long as I perceive in them that they allow the basis of page. 36, the old superstition to exist, i.e. a god enraged about the sins of humanity, and on this basis form a new party that, with the help of secular powers, opposes the others with violence. That can in no way create anything else but a new hate and bitterness And therefore trouble and discord among men. Instead, the true witnesses of truth do not form a new party. They scorn nothing more than creating sex and gang. That's spelled S-E-C-T-S, guys. They are friends with all people, yes, even their betrayers and persecutors, and restore and rebuild This universal love With all their powers Nothing in the world Destroys this love More than religion Unquote Edelman From his book Confession of Faith I highly recommend you get a copy of it If you can find one Page 303 Let us no longer combine humanity With an otherworldly chimera But let us convey A person to himself And unite people with other people religion is not able to bring about this unification religion repels especially through its obstructions and embitters through its pretensions until the human spirit frees itself enough to no longer become enraged by its affronts and recognizes them as ridiculous end of chapter 3 end of page 36 Page 37, chapter 4, entitled, Religious Impertinence. How hard-pressed is humanity by trying to make us believe, for example, in the resurrection of Christ? If Jesus was not resurrected, they tell us with a threatening turn, you will die like cattle this is a necessary turn in the mouth of those to whom the true humanity of life has remained unknown, who despise or seek to minimize all the interests of life, and who do not know that humanity can and must prove its freedom even up to the hour of death. Believe in the holy message, the priest thunders to us, or you will be damned forever. As if we do not actually damn ourselves when we let such a threat be imposed on us, or let ourselves be swayed to a belief in facts so badly warranted that such belief can only be produced in weak minds through threats. Indeed, It is a special kind of obstinacy the theologian blusters to doubt the truth of an event for which we have reports that leave anything similar far behind us. Far behind in terms of their clarity, believability, and inner coherence the clarity of these reports their inner truth is so great yes it is so great so great that yes that that only a completely profane man who finds it too difficult to rise above what is earthly yes that only the natural man is able to resist the clearest witness of the holy spirit however What is great, yes, even amazing, is a a malice that resists criticism and resists the simplest of discussions and opposes evidence as being nothing but threats. Okay, that's the end of page 37. We begin now with page 38. In response to the insistence that would force us to believe in a physical, quote, fact that cannot be reasonably warranted, even in a belief that should never escape that vague haze of supernatural and chimerical excitation. In response to the impertinence that seeks to intimidate us with the theological trump card of the clarity of gospel accounts, the critic has a right to argue that if one speaks primarily of a fact relating to the senses, then a chimerical, quote, fact cannot be well enough demonstrated either according to the senses or in any way openly. Whoever cannot demonstrate a phantasm in a sensory manner, or that such, I believe, is desirable, should not be shocked at this. He only experiences the consequences of his mortal stubbornness when we demand of him that we demonstrate once again that foolish and fantastic thing publicly and openly or bring forth believable witnesses who have seen it with their own eyes truly such an extraordinary an unbelievable story regarding the divinity of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to our witnesses, especially when it should be convincing to the entire world, would be worthy of such a great and unchallenged witness. It should not have been taking place in a corner or in secret as we tell it. It should not have only been visible, and noticeable to the Lord Jesus' his friends, but more so to his enemies, the Jews, or at least to the impartial heathens, the Romans. The apostles should not have waited with their announcement of this supposed resurrection until they could no longer show the Lord Jesus in the flesh to his enemies or to impartial people. Rather, they should have openly shown him to them as being one who is now immortal, one who is no longer capable of being heard by human power in such a way, convinced the entire world that this Jesus whom they took to be simply a man was the true and immortal God. And that's taken from Credo, page 192. At the end of the reading there will be references supplied. Had the Holy Spirit demonstrated just one proof to the disinterested heathen scribes, then the people would have accepted it. Quoting again from the credo, much more willingly and with less doubt, rather than all the lies that the interested high-minded Parsons calling themselves Jesus's friends sanctioned to the world. That's page 198. 199 from Credo takes us to the top page 39 in this book, the most banned of all time. It is Christianity Exposed by Bruno Bauer 39 well then could not the all-knowing wisdom of the Creator foresee what kinds of contradictions and disbelief would awaken within poor humanity if it did not provide irrefutable witnesses to confirm these events that were so important that they ought to concern the entire human race As wisdom chose to permit that these events be made known to posterity only through Jesus's friends, why then did it not dictate to one as the other all the same circumstances, but instead decreed that they must contradict each other? Poor scribes for over a thousand years now have coordinated in the different accounts of the evangelists. They because quite bitter bringing all these clashing contradictory circumstances into a certain uniformity and credibility, yet divine wisdom wills that these contradictions not end. Why does God still not improve upon this situation? he has so easily, as he so easily could have, improved upon it? Quote, yet he will have had his holy reasons for not doing so, so he will not be able to take offense at the results of these holy reasons, or hold them against anybody. If they no longer believe anything anyone tells them as a result, any more than the sense of the facts and circumstances of the facts. That's also taken from the Credo, page 198. One would not say that it is asking too much, i.e. not lowering a holy thing too much down to ordinary experience. The resurrected one only appear to those who believe to avoid the dangerous phrase that it happened only for the believers for believers the event is nevertheless an experience and woe to him who cannot share that view and because of his stubbornness falls into the hands of the court of the believers Religious awareness is composed of envy and malice. With envy, it pursues everything outside and in its implementation. It must firmly hold on with malice and lead and stubbornly follow only those activities that are self-validating. And we are going to validatedly implement the reading on this section at the bottom of page 39. We'll pick up at page 40 next time. If you're enjoying the reading here of Bruno Bauer's most banned book ever, Christianity Exposed, please send us a note if you'd like to support the podcast in any way. uh, Please do so through the uh, tool of the internet's email. Use our email, point your tool toward the hammering block of the paypal um your hammer will be entitled click here podcasts at protonmail.com some people ask me what's proton mail what's all that about well it's a little bit more secure than the other guys so they say <laughs> But uh, maybe Prussian government back in the day, had they had the Internet, would have probably said the same thing, right? Anyway, so if you'd like to support us, we appreciate that. I'm Art Stimmel, and we are continuing our reading next time from this incredible book, picking up at page 40. Thanks for listening to Click Here, not the herd. You're listening to the Click Here podcast, brought to you by New Airwaves Audio Productions. Mm.